You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast for getting unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. Season 2. This one's about love. I'm Becca Kelly, mama extraordinaire and badass boss lady. And I'm Carol, dating coach with a brand new YouTube channel, Ask Carol and Ashley. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Dear Panty Kickers, what are your thoughts on alternative coupling or open relationships? From Brian. Well, Brian, I think that as long as you're honest, that you can probably have any kind of coupling that you damn well please. What do you think, Becca? That's the yes, short answer. Definitely. Yes, if it makes you feel good, go for it. I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone can can judge a relationship from the outside. It's kind of like you know what you're in, you know what you want. You should know what your partner wants. And if everybody in the situation is comfortable with what's going on and happy, then more power to you. Why not? This does open up an interesting conversation about monogamy, though, because I think that a lot of people, millennials, as as they call it, I hate I hate that. It's like millennials this millennials that I know my dad was like, you know, millennials are not buying Christmas trees anymore. I was like, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um i read something recently that said millennials are doing away with monogamy and the idea of long-term monogamous for the rest of my life marriage relationships which i don't really think is that true i think most people still have that ideal of wanting to get married and wanting to have that one person for the rest of their lives. But I think that we also grew up in a generation where we saw a lot of our parents being divorced. That's Um, true. A lot of, you know, our parents' relationships did not work out and we probably see the benefit or even just come to the realization, like how realistic is it to expect to be with one person for the rest of your life, especially if you get married young, like in your 20s. Right. The rest of your life is a very, very, very long time. But I think that that's I think that the rates of divorce are declining. And for these reasons, like one, people don't feel as pressured to get to get married if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, people are waiting a lot longer to get married. So they're having more relationships. They're living with more people. They're learning more about themselves before they get married. Right. And then three, I think like this applies to me as a person who went through my parents' divorce, I was pretty stubborn about not wanting to do that. No, not not saying I didn't want to get married, but saying if I'm going to get married, it's going to be to someone that I feel really comfortable will go the distance with me. Now, of course, time will tell if that's true or not. Right. And the other thing is that, you know, to have the expectation, like you said, that you're going to go through 50 to 70 years with someone and there won't be a slip up ever um, is pretty unrealistic. And so while you hope that that's the case when you're in a monogamous relationship and an agreed upon monogamous relationship, I think um, like talking with your partner about what would happen if that did and, you know, saying if you if you cheat or if you slip up or if you make a mistake, I want you to tell me or I don't want you to tell me or right. this is what I'll do if you tell me this is my belief around this. Like, I think it, people would be more open to telling you what happened and talking if they knew you weren't going to leave. Yeah. So if you say to your partner, like, if you cheat on me one time ever, whatever that means to you or me, and I'm out the door, buddy, 
Well, then your partner, if they make a mistake, they're not going to want to tell you because right. they're not going to want to lose you. And then they're harboring a secret from you. And that can be like a snowball effect that's much worse. Where if you were to say, you know, these are the expectations I have around our relationship and the monogamy. But if you make a mistake, you know, depending on what it is, like I'm probably will forgive you with some consequences or whatever. Right. But, you know, please come to me and tell me so that I have the opportunity to choose or to talk it through with you or to understand why it happened and to work on this together. I think that, you know, that that's just a little bit more of like a pleasant way to interact around your monogamy and more realistic as well. Yeah. I think that the sad part is, I think that we've all been sold this dream that the monogamous like lifetime relationship is possible or even reasonable. Like I think that a lot of women, especially I think get hurt by this by not even wanting to take in the fact that it's kind of unreasonable. I don't know, even from my perspective. I know that from a lot of people's perspective, it's probably not unreasonable and they can see themselves with someone for the rest of their lives and not do anything. But I think that even that person, if they really thought deeply enough about it and how long the rest of your life really is, that... I don't know. I think it's hard for people to be realistic about it. I think that yeah. it, that's a big block to why people can't uh, sustain monogamous relationships because they have unrealistic expectations about what people's ability are are to be faithful. So Sure. But also there's this strictness about it in our culture, which I think is part of the problem as well. It's like, it's not just I'm going to be with you and you have to be with me and you know, it, that's how it's going to be for the rest of our lives. It's like, you're not allowed to think about other people. You're not allowed to be attracted yes. to other people. You're not a lot allowed to watch pornography or masturbate. Like right. the places people take this is crazy. And I think, you know, just as you cannot, you know, like I can't watch a Michael B. Jordan movie without feeling attracted to that man. I mean, right. I like what? No. And I'm my own person. Like, even though I love my husband, I'm super attracted to him. I'm still the same person I was before we were married and I still have the same buttons to be pushed and I'm still a sexual being, you know, in this relationship and outside. And so to expect me to all of a sudden have no desire ever for anyone else is crazy. And yeah. I, but my husband doesn't have that expectation of me. Yeah. You know, I could say to him like, oh, I think that guy's hot or, you know, whatever. Right. And he's not threatened by that because there there is a peaceful foundation and a quality of the foundation in our relationship. That same thing. If he told me he was attracted to someone, I wouldn't. That's fine. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do about the strength of your relationship and the strength of your personal self-esteem or how you feel about yourself because if I'm I notice that if I feel like I look like shit or something and I've it's just been like a bad week and all week I've just been like crusty in sweats and like looking bad and we are out somewhere yeah. and there's girls like dialed up and Paul's like damn she's bad as shit I might agree but it will like sting but if if I feel great about myself um you know it'll feel a little less well it's probably you'd be the one to notice her you know yeah yeah. But anyway, back to alternative couplings and open relationships. I think that, A, as long as you guys are in agreement about what the relationship is, then I think that's 
that's the first step is to be in agreement about it because I think a lot of times people can get wrapped up into something that they didn't really agree on in the first place. Like you might be dating mm -hmm. someone who suggests that they can only have an open relationship, that they don't believe in monogamy. And then even though you are someone who does believe in monogamy, um, you can get kind of caught up in a whirlwind of emotions and then go along with whatever the person once and find yourself in an open relationship that you don't want to be in and find yourself hurt. I also think that open relationships have a lot more parameters that need to be mapped out before engaging in this kind of relationship. Like I think in a monogamous yes. relationship, you can have that talk about what did happen if you, we cheated or whatever. You can have that talk, but with an open relationship, it's like, so, you know, you're using protection with everybody that you're sleeping with. Are you, right. am I going to know about the people that you're sleeping with? Are they going to be allowed at right. the house? Um, are they going to be our friends? Does it only happen when you're out of the zip code? Like, right. Like, do you exchange information you with on these dates? people? You know, are you just yeah. having and sex? And then also... And also to negotiate what information is going to be shared between the two of you. Some people have open relationships and they go off with someone else and they come back and the partner finds it like hot and sexy to talk about what happened. Right. Like that revs them up. Other people don't want to know anything about it. They say you can go do whatever you want, but I don't want to know anything about it. And the second I have a whiff of it, like it's over, yeah. you know? So you, but that's how like, and then I think the other thing too is being open with each other about changing the rules as you go, like trying stuff out, being honest about how it actually felt to do it yeah. and then make, being open to making adjustments. And then, you know, most importantly, if, if someone's trying it and they don't like it to be willing to say, okay, we're not going to do it or we can stay together and, you know, not have this as part of our relationship too. Yeah. I think it's, it's probably tricky. Well, I think anytime you're in a long-term relationship, you know, some things you might change your mind about some things or you might want to try certain things out that might not work out and you can get back to your, you know, baseline healthy relationship. But I think that a lot of times it might really like fuck up your relationship. Yeah, it might. It might strengthen your relationship, though. If you find that you're really happy in your partnership and you guys are best friends and you have a really copacetic living arrangement and you support each other and, and the sex is lacking, and then you agree to kind of bring sex in in this other way, that could really revitalize your relationship, you know? Right. And I think one thing that Dan Savage, you know, I'm big Dan Savage disciple over here, but one thing he's constantly saying is that so many people say that open relationships don't work, but that's because you only hear about the ones that get blown up. That's true. You don't hear about the ones that are working because people don't necessarily, Talk like there's it. so many people that are monogamous facing, like they just act like they're monogamous right. but how would you know that they're not right. you know you don't know right so yeah I think that the successful ones are just chugging along you know having a great time and they're just not broadcasting that to everybody because it's not anyone's business yeah that's true I mean it boils down to as long as it's working for you and as long as you're happy with it then go for it I think that's really what it boils down to I think you have to know be self-aware enough to know what you can take and what you can't take. Like I'm self-aware yeah. enough. I, a, I know I would not be able to be in an open relationship. I just, 
I know that I wouldn't be able to just be like, I don't know. I don't even want to set all those parameters. I don't even want to be thinking like, are you using condoms? Do we need to use condoms now? Are these people coming no, to our house? I'm, like, I don't even I'm want. I'm like you too. I'm, je- I'm jealous. I don't, I, I don't. I'm jealous. I don't even want to. I don't even want to bring that into my life. However, I am the type of person that would be like, oh, if you stepped out or whatever, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, as long as it wasn't some sort of affair. I'm more like, right. I don't want any kind of emotional, I would be more jealous of an emotional attachment than I would a physical, like, one night stand. And I think that open relationships, mm-hmm. the reason they scare me is because I would be scared that they would form another bond, like some sort of emotional right. attachment or something like that. Plus, I a don't want to be worried about that would, yeah. using condoms again. Fuck that. Right. That too. <laughs> That's the main reason I'm not in an open relationship because I don't want to use condoms ever again in life. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think it's just the same thing we always talk about. Like your body will tell you, your gut mm-hmm. will tell you. If it's not right for you, you know, you've agreed to something, you have you think maybe it's a good idea and then you're doing it and, you're, and your stomach like feels nauseous, feels sick, you have a pit, like you'll know that this isn't for you. And it's up to you to listen to your body, listen to yourself and let your partner know if something isn't working for you. Yeah. And so many people stay in relationships and try to make it work because they think, you know, it's their last chance or something, but it definitely, it isn't. And if some, if you're with someone that truly wants to be non-monogamous or poly or whatever, and you really don't, I mean, then you've discovered that about yourself and you need to be true to what you want. That's so true because even just talking about how I don't want an open relationship, my stomach tightened up. Like I could feel it in my gut like, ugh, that's, that's an uncomfortable feeling for me to think about just both of us just like going out with different people. and Right. But um, yeah, so self-awareness people. Make sure you're mm-hmm. self-aware and you're doing what is best for you and you are not conceding things to your partner or letting your partner take your relationship places that you don't want to go. And don't be... F- and I will say this too. If you're the person that wants to push for a change in your relationship, I think sometimes if you really want something, you can ignore the signs that you're making your partner uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like if, like sometimes I feel like you're trying to get a yes out of them. So you push and push and push to right. get that yes. And then even though the yes is kind of like a... Uh, okay, I, I guess, then you know, you're, you're like, just like, okay, light. got my yes, I'm off running. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not cool either. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I guess that's it, Brian. If anyone else has a question for us, don't hesitate to write us a DM on Instagram or even hit us up in the comments at Kickin' the Panties. You can visit our website at kickinthepanties.com and hit the write us button and submit a question there. We would love to answer your questions. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Um, mm-hmm. What's next for next week, Becca? Oh, next week we are talking about expectations, managing them, not having them be too high, not having them be too low, and just kind of, you know, trying to get a sense of what realistic expectations are and how to not be fooled by um, your your crazy ideas of what should be happening and not to be shitting all over yourself, as someone once said to me, which I thought was, was good. Um, and for this week, this has been Carolyn and Becca saying, There is something more and you are not out of time. Kicking the panties. You're not out of time to have that conversation. Do you want monogamy?